everybody. I am Tim Gillette, and next to me over here is uh, what's your name? Katrina Garcia. <laughs> we are back. All right, this is what episode four of our 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 weekly series. All right, the now famous Garcia Gillette Business Hour. I don't. Yeah. Do we want to call it a business hour? I don't. Know. For us, it's business. Sort of. Yeah, we also talk about personal stuff and what's going on on the news. I mean, we've kind of got it synced down to something in the news, um, something that interests us, something that's going on right now in business. So it's kind of a combination of everything. So, um, and 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 if you noticed, all right, Katrina's a little upright in her com- in her box today. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be why, Katrina. Oh, fun times. Remember last week we talked about losing data. Well, this week, today, uh, we lost power. So I am on my phone because we have no electricity right now in our area. So woohoo, universe, thanks for that. <laughs> I hope your battery makes it through the hour. I know. I know. We're going to be screwed. So we'll try our best. Wait, wait, I do wait. have a backup. Uh, I was say, oh, you have the backup. I was gonna say the other thing is, is ha- have have you thought about going to the car and plugging it in and sitting in the car and doing? I've done that. I've done that. I have a backup battery that's solar, so it's ready to go. Oh, I'm saying it's ready to go. Well, here in Texas today, the solar one wouldn't work because it's pouring rain outside. Oh, fun! <laughs> yeah, fun, fun, fun times. Yeah. So, so this this so, this is what we're gonna do. All right, because of what you're going through, our first topic today is going to be the matrix. The, yes, yes, yes. So here's the deal. My husband and I were watching a very interesting show that was talking about the matrix, and not necessarily saying that it happens just in that respect, but talking about how. There are certain things that glitch in our life that sometimes we have to think, hmm, is that the matrix? And now that we've seen the show and so forth. So today was perfect for that because we've had, I've had at least two glitches and a lot of other people have had glitches along the way. I'm sure when it comes to the internet, when it comes to your business, I mean, let's hear, you know, what kind of glitches do you deal with? And is that the matrix? Are we, I don't know. I know this is going to be really far out, but if you really thought about the matrix and you thought maybe, are we really living the real life? Are we reality? Are we not? Are we, you know, I mean, it kind of would explain some of our politics. (laughs) Do we really want to go into politics in the matrix, Katrina? (laughs) I'm just thinking it would kind of explain it and go, oh, it was a dream. Okay, I get it. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. No, no. We can do this. On, we can do this on politics in the matrix. All right. All right. And we could play a game with this all day long and we yeah. can hit both sides. No matter which side you're on, we can hit both sides with it. Trust Absolutely. me. All right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we can, you know, it, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the matrix of all movies. All right. That we think that could be reality. The matrix. All right. Or if we switch to politics, it could be idiocracy. It's true. Very true. 
or idiocracy. <laughs> idiocracy. The, I mean, there's all kinds of things you could say, but I mean, I, I think personally, I'd feel better if it was the Matrix because then I can say, oh, that was just a dream. It wasn't real. Yeah. This is reality. This wasn't. <laughs> or it was. Yeah, it's it's not real. I'm only imagining this. I will wake yeah. up from this dream someday. Yes. One day I will wake up and all will be right with the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many glitches? All right. I know the past couple of weeks, you know, you've had a lot of glitches. All right. Just, you know, between, I mean, an internet business having glitches, it's, boy, it's a headache. How many have you had now? Have you counted them? I've had about three glitches, I think, in the past week. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if that a lot of people might say it's uh, retrograde, it's mercury and retrograde, or whatever the case may be, that affects the electronics, which that would be the case. But um, personally, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But we had this discussion where I truly think things are starting to go on with the internet. I can't explain it, and I said last week I'm still trying to figure it out, but there's a lot of stuff in regards to things going down, things not working, um, people having glitches, people having issues, so it kind of brought me to the mindset of, hmm, I wonder if it's the matrix at work. <laughs> well, I'm going to put a different theory to this now, Katrina. Um, and, and forgive me for those people who hate this guy. I'm going to mention it because how I heard this years ago and it was long before Trump was ever president. I heard him speak and he talked about this idea that if you actually retire, he had a friend who retired and then tried to come back and just, I mean, it was just so hard after being relaxed to come back and try to build a business again. He couldn't yeah. do it. We as a world, all right took a year where we basically, well, let's lounge around and, and sit in front of the TV. Now our world has to go, oh my gosh, we have to make that comeback. Just like, you know, Donald said about his friend. We're having to yeah. make that comeback. And a lot of us are like, oh man, that means I got to work now. Oh God. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I forgot. I forgot what it was like to work. Uh, you mean I can't sit on my couch and just get a check now? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people out there that really needed this money. I'm not saying that not everybody is not working. There's still a lot of people out there trying to do what they can. But the interesting thing is, and I read this article as well, is that now we're in a paradigm shift where instead of it being the employers having the power of who they hire, now the employees have the power of who they want to work for. Because we've changed the dynamic where you don't have to be in an office anymore. So because of that, now I think a lot of people, in fact, in April, I think it was 5.4 million people quit their jobs because they were given a choice by their employers. Do you want to come back to the office? And if you do, you have to be vaccinated. So they said no. Or some said, I don't want to go back to the office at all. Or a lot of people got, they started training themselves because there were a lot of opportunities out there. And now they're realizing they can get more money doing something totally different and liking it so much more than they did in their current position. So it's a huge advantage for employees now than employers. And as we know, it's very hard for employers to find employees. And it's a big issue right now. Yeah, it is. And um, 
and and the truth is you and I have been self-employed, you know, quite a bit in our lives. And we yes. have always known that, you know what I mean? If you set yourself up right, and this is a business lesson right here. If you set yourself up right, you always can choose who you want to work for. Yep. The problem is, is we don't set ourselves up right in this world. What we do is, uh, well, I got a job making a hundred thousand dollars a year, so I'm going to get me a new Mercedes. I've got me new furniture. I, uh, I'm upgrading the house, and before you know it, you're living a two hundred thousand dollar lifestyle on a hundred thousand dollar budget, and you're broke again. But if you'd instead went, yep. okay, well, great, I got a raise from fifty to thousand to a hundred thousand. Let me continue to live on the fifty thousand dollar income and invest that money. You will be in the driver's seat for a long time if you would have done that. And the truth is, now people are starting to wake up and go, wait a minute, I can be in the driver's seat. You and I knew that all along. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is a lot of times when I told people that I was going to quit my job and start my own business, they looked at me with this physical, like, why? You've got insurance yeah. here. You've got this. You've, why would you leave? And the thing is, is I had read a book, God, I cannot figure out what the name of it is for the life of me, but I read this book several, several years ago before I even started my business, where he said, the world is going to change and the dynamics are going to change when it comes to business, that there's going to be a small group of people that are going to be considered permanent employees. Everyone else are going to be contractors or vendors. And mm -hmm. it makes sense if you think about it, because... The employer doesn't have to pay out a lot of expenses and a lot of the employees then it's up to them to manage their expenses and so forth. And they have more power because now they can work the hours they want. As long as they get the work done, what does it matter if they're working eight to five or two to three? It doesn't matter if they're quick getting their job done and get it done. That's all that matters. Yeah. So yeah, earlier this week, uh, one of the interviewees I had on my, my podcast uh, was this girl, Lisa, who was talking about one of the reasons why she quit her world in banking and went to work, all right, outside of, of the job was she realized her best operating hours were like 6 a.m. To, to, to 2 p.m. Yeah. And they had her working from 9 to 5. So they weren't getting the best her. No. So most people, all right, when they find out that optimal and then they can find the jobs that work in the optimal, they'll become an optimal employee and, optimal, and you become an optimal business. Um, the bottom line is so many of us have operational hours for our business. All right. If, if, if I'm a store, I have to have, if I'm a store, a retail store and I want people to come in and buy stuff, I have to be open on times where people can buy. I don't yep. care if my optimal time is between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Nobody's out shopping between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. No. It's not going to be a successful business. So, I mean, there's a there's a clutch, catch between the two, and that goes into this matrix thing of, right, you know, hey, sooner or later, we got to wake up from the matrix and realize I control, all right, but I still have to service the customer. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So. And, and as we've seen, there's a lot of brick and mortar that are no longer brick and mortar. They've gone to online. Because of the COVID, they realized that they could get more money and do much better and have more in their pocket and less going out if they do it online. Because as we know, a lot of us are now going online, whether that be Amazon or other pieces. We're ordering things online more because of the whole COVID thing. Even if you go to the shopping malls now that are open, 
there's still not that many people there for the most part. And if they are, they're not buying things. They're just out and about. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, um, you know, and and it's weird the way the world has turned, but you can learn to adapt. I I still love, I'm watching that movie Moneyball over and over again, adapt or die. You're either going to adapt to the new systems all right. And those people who are always willing to adapt are the ones who are always going to be successful. It's the ones that go, no, no, I want it my way. <laughs> Sooner or later, your way is not going to work. <laughs> Doesn't work. Well, that's what I think that as entrepreneurs, we have such an advantage over a lot of the people that we're going through this as employees because mm -hmm. we're used to being flexible. We're used to going with the flow. I mean, you see this right now. I'm going with the flow. I have no electricity, so I went with the flow. Most people would be panicking, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to go on. I can't do this, and I don't have a – I went with the flow. We learn as entrepreneurs that we have to shift, and we mm -hmm. have to maneuver. We have to do what we, whatever it takes to go from point A to point B and get things taken care of and done. So I think this COVID didn't really affect us as much as it affected the employees, and mm -hmm. I think – now they're realizing that, wait a minute, entrepreneurs kind of have a good idea. They get to make their own hours. They get to make their own money. They get to, granted, we have a lot of hats to wear, but it's our choices. It's not yeah. based on what our boss is going to tell us what we can and can't do. It's up to us. And that's, yeah. that's what I like because I'm a control person. So I like to have that control. Judy Fritz, uh, hashtag adapt or die. Thanks, Judy. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's, Very it's so interesting. Well, yes. I want to move on to yes. our next our, and like, our next. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we're talking over you because you know I can. Barely, Katrina's uh, is uh, is she's a little delayed sometimes because of her connection. So forgive us if today's show seems like we're trying to talk over each other. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, women need to talk. <laughs> yeah. I've learned women I, I've learned with all the women in my life, women are right. Yep, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, my husband's favorite three were uh two words is yes, dear. Yes, dear. Whatever you say, dear. Yes, dear. Mm hmm Exactly. Well, I'm going to move on to our next subject that we have on the on the docket here for today. And it's a two-part subject because it's what's going on in the world that we're going to talk about. Last week, we were going to fit this in, but we didn't. We wanted to talk about uh, the John Mc, Mc, McPhee um, passing and some of the glitches that are going on in the system now with that. Uh, first of all, I, I, all right, Katrina, all right, do you believe he really died? I don't believe he took his own life. Let's put it that way. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, and just like uh, not, the other we're guy. We're not calling out names, and I won't point fingers, Hillary. Uh, and then, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but truthfully, it it it. You know, the idea I looked at that was, I mean, and that's only one of the news stories I want, I want to talk about was it it just looked too mysterious. Like, okay, yeah, he's about to be extradited, come back to the United States for charges or whatever, and all of a sudden he dies in his cell. And 
you know, that comes along with that yeah. Epstein thing. You know, he didn't kill himself. All right. What, what, uh, what, what, what is your thoughts though? But when you hear things like people are on suicide watch in prison and then all of a sudden they commit suicide. Yeah. I want your thoughts on it. And then I'm going to tell you something I know. So. I think it's definitely a, cons a conspiracy theory. I mean, if you think about it, both of these guys had a lot of information that mm -hmm. if it got out, there would be a lot of very high up people that it would affect. And it kind of tells us how, I mean, personally for me, it kind of tells us if you're in a position of that high of power, that um, even though we're a democracy, and I believe in that democracy, I really do, because we have to, but we just have to. And I believe in that. But part of that, too, is that you've got that much power. And if that's the case, and you can see how that power can affect people that are going to be coming out to be on the stand and be in court, it... You start to think to yourself, okay, suicide, suicide, even though they're going to court and they're being indicted and now they're going to come up in front of the judge. Kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. Um, here's what I did learn, though. My brother Jim spent time in jail and they had him on suicide watch. And he shared with us that the guards who were watching him told him how to just end his life. They kept telling him, just do this, and, and, and this is how you can get it. Yeah. These are the guards that are there to protect you from, from committing suicide, and they're telling the prisoner, hey, do this. Wow. I mean, really, it, it, it's over. Yeah. And I'm like, does that go on in every prison, or does that just go on in the prison my brother was in? No idea. No idea. I mean, it's kind of like if you think about the old movie, um, Cool Hand Luke. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. I think if we go back to that model, instead of just sitting in a jail cell, put them out there and start working and so forth, especially if they're not really high, I don't know, runners or whatever the case may be. But I mean, if you put that adage back in there, look at all the things we'd get done and we can utilize that environment and so that they're out there doing things that not a lot of other people want to do like picking up the trash fixing this whatever the case may be mm -hmm. but right now it seems like our jails are more about profit than even helping yes. or doing anything it's just profit how much money can we make on the next on the next guy who comes in or girl how much money how much money and that's it seems like it's a for-profit thing so as long as it is i don't think it's really going to improve until it becomes no nonprofit mm -hmm. and it becomes something that is more of a I don't know it's 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 a hard one to talk about because I've never been in jail personally don't plan on ever going I'm not so yeah I'm not planning on going yeah I can't really judge so I can only go based on people like yourself that have been there and they tell me about it but I mean like you said every jail may be different it's hard to say what this one may do as opposed to that one Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the other thing I wanted to say that on McAfee is, do you, I mean, and I've seen this too with uh, not, you know what I mean? Not only like the Epstein thing, but I'm trying to think of it as there was another case I was thinking of where I thought about this, you know, stuff get leaked later on. So in the McAfee case, do you think that stuff's going to come out later on to go, okay, this is what he really knew 
All right. Or do you think our, our system has got it down to, okay, we know how to squash all this. I really do. Personally, I really believe there's secrets this guy had and knew. Oh, well, and then there was also, so my husband and I read an article too, and I don't know if this is real or not, mm -hmm. but the condo that was in Florida that collapsed, and I really feel for all those people and pray for them, yeah. but the condo that collapsed, supposedly there is a conspiracy theory going out there that McCaffey had an apart or condo there with some kind of a hard drive. And they're trying to say, was it, did it happen because of that? And the hard drive that, so I don't know if it's been proven. It's just kind of one of those out there. But yeah. I mean, at this point with everything going on, I mean, it's almost the more outrageous, the more believable it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, because uh, true that I mean, I, and I heard that it was like his son has the condo there, and that's where it was hidden. And but seriously, if that is the case, can can you be more obvious trying to hide something? Really? I know. <laughs> I know. It's like really, you have to bring everybody down just because. It, I mean, you couldn't just have one fire or something, or and then yeah. they get it out. And, oh, look, this drive. It's all. Um. Oh well, I just. Uh, you know, it just makes you kind of wonder. And it used to be when I was very young, I really believed in the government. I really believed in everything they told us. And as we've gotten, as I've gotten older, I shouldn't say we, but as I've gotten older, I've noticed that things are starting to change. And you have to take some things like a grain of salt or do your homework and see if you can find out as much as possible to see whether this is the truth or whether it's not. And the thing is, is, we're all being fed through the internet and the newscasts and so on and so forth. So even like the Matrix, is that really the reality? Or are they just telling us what they want us to know to make us look over here as opposed to over here? Yeah. Uh, magician's assistant's job is to distract you while the real trick is going on. Exactly. Exactly. So it kind of makes you wonder. And I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but it's like, I'm a girl that I want to see the proof. I want to see as much data as possible. And if it all adds up, okay, then maybe I'll believe it. But if it's not adding up and it doesn't make a lot of sense, then I'll just say, eh, I don't know, guys, because of this, this, and this. I'm a logical kind of gal. So I want to yeah. find out all the facts first before I say, okay, this is real. Well, well, a lot of my right-wing friends uh, who all are, are making the joke on this, like, you know what I mean? What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? And they're saying, ah, oh, about eight months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, and, and it's the, this is the first time in history, the first time in history that the government at this level, they, um, what is it, the... the what they say first time in history i find it very interesting that that um of all the things we're talking about conspiracy and that moment where you said the government all right your screen kind of uh, for, 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 uh, was up so you have to repeat it <laughs> i'm just saying that this is the first time in history that there that the government has been the lowest percentage in regards to the people believing in what they say. First time in history. Yeah, it is. So, uh, so. it is. So, but the second thing is, and, and I wanted to bring it up because of the fact of 
when I talked about the suicide watch and if it was just the, 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 the area where it was. My brother was in jail in Pennsylvania. All right. And he was in, uh, uh, I think, Monroe County, Pennsylvania. And in Norristown County, Pennsylvania, this past week, Bill Cosby, all right, has now been freed and released of his charges. And, you know, I have a lot of female friends going, oh, man, you know what I mean? Start fighting. I was like, I, I'm not, first of all, I'm not arguing whether Bill Cosby is innocent or guilty. I am arguing over the fact that we don't mess with the court systems. The court systems are there for a reason. All right. There's a reason I did not watch anything to do with the video last year with what's that guy up in Minnesota. All right. Um, I can't think of his name. The, the, the black guy who, who, who was killed by the police officer. Oh, um, uh, um, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I, Boy, I'm it's so bad. I don't know their names, but yeah. anyway, I George don't watch that. I, George, George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't purposely watch that stuff when the media presents it. Because this is why. Because we have a court system that tries that gentleman in court. Yes. If I'm on the jury, if I'm ever called for the jury, I want to be able to give an unbiased opinion. Not what the media fed me for months. Yeah. I want to form my own opinion. And our media today is not forming, are not sharing the information for me to form my opinion. It's trying to give me my opinion. All right. And now the, the Cosby case, perfect example of this, a case that was tried with the media. All right. And people just jumping on board going, hey, man, yeah, because I've got a vendetta now because of something he wronged me for. And they pushed the agenda through the courts. How they pushed it and what they did to push it got the case thrown out and got him free, and now he can't be charged. So if he is guilty, all right, you forcing something when the evidence and things weren't right to make it work properly in court, screwed yourself. Yep. All technicalities. And that's the thing about my mom was a legal secretary for years and years, and she used mm -hmm. to tell me that any court you go into, the judge is law. There, he's God. He's God of that room. And whatever he says, based on the arguments that are happening on both sides, is what that's that's it. That's the ruling. Guilty, not guilty, whatever the case may be, that's the ruling. And my understanding is, yes, you can try and amend it. And yes, you can try to appeal it and do what you can. But the fact still remains that anytime somebody goes to court, especially a lawyer, is they always want to go to court with a judge that's really going to be on their side. And it doesn't mm -hmm. always happen, but that's what they're always looking for is the jury and the judge to be on their side so they can win their case. That's yeah. the main purpose behind their particular case and how they're building it. So in a lot of times these things happen with the technicality, like in Cosby, they didn't pay attention. There was a technicality based on what uh how they were pushing it through like you said and then after they looked at it and his lawyers fought it and brought it up now okay they put it in front of a judge and they said that's true this happened this happened and that happened now we gotta let him go and like you said he can't be retried again for the same thing maybe yeah. something different but he cannot be tried for the same thing 
Now, my mom said the person, I mean, this is something my mom read. And I don't, again, I, I don't read into this stuff because of this, but this is something my mom and I discussed this week. And she said it was because this person who pushed this through had a, a settlement with Cosby, all right, that was sealed records. All right. So basically that, that sealed record was brought out and used. And basically yeah. my mom, my mom says she believes it's because the girl who got the money all of a sudden now was broke. So she was trying to go back after him again. And I don't know that to be true. I can't say that that's a true or that's a fact. That's something my mom and I discussed, but if it comes down to a court case on that, ladies and gentlemen, if I make an, agree an agreement with Katrina because of something, all right, and then I'm broke, so I went, do I go back after Katrina again? No, no, that's not Katrina's fault. Now it's my fault. We have a world that won't accept the blame for what they've done, all right, and they won't accept things because, okay, well, no, no, I want more. Well, then you shouldn't sign on the dotted line. This is what you agreed to. That's like a whole accountability issue. And that's yeah. what bothers me more than anything today. And not everybody does it, but it's always, oh, I didn't do it. Tim did it. I didn't do it. He did it. I, I, no, it wasn't my fault. He did this and he did that. So nobody, including our government, has taken accountability. Nobody. Yeah. And it's difficult when you're dealing with people and they don't take accountability. Because here's the thing. Only the brave ones. And only the smart ones take accountability because they know when they do. Now they're transparent and more people trust them. And now people yeah. will follow them no matter what because they have gained their trust. The more you say, no, I didn't do it. No, I didn't. That's how we've lost the trust is because yeah. it's, well, yeah, maybe I did or maybe I didn't or no, this didn't happen. No, no. So we're all guilty of doing one thing or another. The key is we got to take accountability for that. And a lot yeah. of us haven't been doing that. And that's what I think is what people want to see now is they want to see the transparency. They're tired of having the wool pulled over their eyes, so to speak, and, and finger pointing. And they want to hear the truth, but they don't know what that is yet because so many people have not taken accountability or said, oh, look, there's a squirrel over there. Oh, look, there's a cat over there. All things are going on over here. Yeah. So, and that's a whole different issue. <laughs> yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, got to be transparent in order to be trusted. Just have yeah. to be. Well, you know, and Katrina, we, Gwen and I watch a lot of uh, Law and Order. Like, it's our show we watch a lot. And there was an episode on last night, which I've seen this episode before, where basically this young man uh, was involved in a street fight. He It's a voluntary street fight thing, but basically there was something to the fact that he did in the fight that killed and eventually killed him. So the guy who was guilty for it, all right, because of technicalities and getting around, all right, they were able to let, uh, let him off with a lesser sentence or they got the sentence thrown out because of technicalities. And the, you know, I mean, the brother, all right, and the groups of people involved in this, took to the streets that night in a park and started a fight which killed innocent people. Yeah. So the, uh, you know, in the show, and again, this is a show, this is not real life. All right. And it's not based on, it's not tar now, not based on really uh, things. But the idea was, is these people decided to go, you know what, we're going to take justice into our own hands. Then 
because of the way the fight happened and people got killed and they couldn't prove certain people were involved, they actually took on a a a, a stance of using a terror strategy, uh, terror strategy to go after all of them as terrorists, which carried a mandatory life sentence. Right? Yeah. Like now. These 20 some odd kids in the court are guys in the courtroom going, Oh my God. Yeah. I, I was in a fight. I got to run, but about a life sentence for it. But basically they got it all the way to where the juries in the room deliberating for four days on this because they can't decide. And then the, the DA comes in and he goes, um, listen, I'm willing to make you guys an offer. Now I'm willing to reduce the charge of, you know, uh, of, uh, of terrorism and put it down to counts of like manslaughter or something like that to where each one of them had to serve. Um, you know what I mean? Had, had to serve like five to 10 years. And the one kid, the brother who started the whole fighting process, the brother goes, why should I spend five years in jail? And the DA goes, well, you've got a choice. You can accept my one time offer and go to jail for five years because you've caused a, 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 a menace in society or we can let the jury come out and decide as to whether you get lifetime. Your yeah. choice. And you don't but want the idea the jury behind it was Yeah, the idea behind it was is they took they didn't like the the outcome of the justice system so they took justice in their own hands. And that comes back to what Bill Cosby. Stop taking justice into your own hands. We have a court system for this. And yes, sometimes I like the outcome, sometimes I don't. But if I was the one yeah. If I was the one on trial, I would want a fair trial in court. I don't want my neighbors to go, well, I, I don't like Tim, so I'm just going to make him guilty and I'm going to make him pay. Anyway. Are you there? Or are you kind yeah. of frozen up? Court, I mean, barely. Barely. All right. There you are. You're coming Sorry, back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Technically, yeah, Yeah. And so it was very interesting backdrop on that. And it made you realize that in order to really get to the truth of things, you almost have to be there. And that's the same way with anything. We can't, I mean, it goes back to just the, the not only the accountability, but we also have to realize that it's very easy for us to judge. Very mm -hmm. easy for us say, oh, he's guilty or she's guilty or whatever the case may be until we're in their actual shoes and going through yeah. what they're going through. I personally feel we don't have the right to judge, but we do do it. I'm just as guilty as the next person. But we really have to realize that we have to try our best to not judge on that because that's, that's kind of like somebody going up and telling, you know, a therapist talking to a woman who's been raped. Well, how do you understand this? Have you been raped before? Well, no, but I'm here to help you. So how do you know what I'm going through? How, yeah. how are you going to 
you know, yeah, you went through school and everything, but you didn't go through the experience. So how can you tell me you understand? So, yeah. and that goes back to, you know, the judge and the courts and, and anything in general is that we really can't judge unless we're in that person's shoes and we're going through what they're going through. We can't judge by what we're just seeing. We almost have to delve even deeper. Yeah. So, well, Katrina, we're going to go to our next segment, which is uh, you have a, I believe you have a website tip of the week. I do. And it's, about pop-ups and i have a lot of people that are always telling me i don't want to do a pop-up i'm not sure i want to do that because it's more annoying and da -da -da -da. But here's the deal guys with your website the whole point is you want to get leads and that's part of getting those leads is with the pop-up but the caveat is it's not to sign up for your newsletter it's not to sign up to get blogs it's to sign up for a juicy freebie that they can utilize right now and help them with the pain point that's what it's all about. And when you're providing that and it's true value for them, trust me, they're going to sign up. And then now you've got them on your list and now you can nurture that list and you can give them more value because it's nowadays, it's all about the value you can provide. It's not just about getting that bottom dollar. It's about the value. And a lot of people say, well, I don't want to give the farm away, but here's the deal. A lot of people are doing that because people want value. Are they going to buy from you? Absolutely, because they're going to see that you provide a service that they necessarily can't do on their own. So now they're going to come back to you and say, all right, I've tried this and can't do it. I'm going to hire you to do it. Some might, some may. But the point is, is with pop-ups, it's all about getting those leads and starting to nurture those leads. But you got to get that juicy freebie because you got to remember, why should they give you their name and email address? What is it that you're going to provide for them to let them give the, give that information to you? So that's my tip. Hopefully you'll buy by that. <laughs> that's a great tip this week because it truly is. I, I've started to look at, at some of the pop-ups coming up and go, okay, what is the purpose behind it? Like uh, my main website, it's just, it says newsletter. It doesn't have a value to it. It just sign my newsletter. All of my other opt-in pages are all something specific that I send people to. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it has to be juicy and that's the point. And if you can't find something that's juicy, have somebody help you with that in regards to the content and, and figuring something out, but it's always going to the pain points of your audience. What's yeah. really bothering them right now? Why can't they sleep? What's the stress they're going over? Why are, why are they in overwhelm and how can you help them with those pieces? That's that juicy piece. We, you know what we should have created uh, is we should create, if, you, if you're having a problem coming up with the juiciness, they should get a consult with both you and I together. And they would probably, we could probably help them come through it and help them implement it. I agree. I totally agree. We'll, we'll, set, up, we'll set up a page that you guys can go get a, a consultant consultation with us next week. <laughs> we're still working this through. I mean, we're yeah. getting all things in the background and it's all brand new so trust me it's going to be real dialed in and you're going to see the previous ones and then you're going to see the later ones and go oh they've really improved <laughs> yeah well next year you're going to go oh my gosh I, I i can't believe it's the same two people on camera <laughs> exactly we're going to be so polished i'm just saying you just yeah. got to go up there and do it folks. So that which, way which goes to yeah, which goes to the tip I wanted to give this week, Katrina. Um, and and that is, you know, I, I really wanted to tell you guys this week, 
is you got to get started. You're never going to be perfect right out of the gate when you're creating content. I don't care if you're doing a live stream show, you're doing a podcast, you're doing a blog, all right? Any one of those three things, even your social media, you're never going to be perfect out of the gate. Start. The imperfections that you have are what's going to attract your ideal audience, not your perfections, your imperfections. The screw-ups that we do as a show, all right, are what's going to actually influence our audience. The fact that we're, we're, we're struggling with this and figuring it out and dealing with our weekly uh, problems to make it happen is what's going to make the show work. That is what's made my other podcast work after nine years of doing it. I finally have an ideal system that works. However, every now and then I would get frustrated with it and quit. And then I would come back and have to restart and rebuild, all right, and get through all the screw-ups again until I built the system in. You have to, ladies and gentlemen, get started and be willing to make mistakes. Here's the unique thing about making the mistakes. If one of them is so bad that you can't stand it, you can always hide that episode. You can always hide that blog post. You can always take that live stream back down. You don't have to have it up as a permanent thing. But if you don't get on there and try it, you're never going to know what you're good at. My mentor, one of my mentors and, and coaches is Frank Kern. And he talked about uh, one of the classes I was taking a couple weeks ago. He said, you know, I don't start with a perfect you know, a perfect script. I come out and do classes for free. All right. Until I, after about three or four times of doing the same class, I kind of perfect the class. Then I record it and offer it as a product. So often we want to get the first one perfect and we will spend 20 hours to get a product perfect that will never sell. As opposed to doing an imperfect thing four to five times, perfecting it, then putting it out there because now you have an ideal audience, you have an ideal product, you have an ideal solution for an for a real problem. And that's what you want. That's my tip this week. So anyway, let me kick this back out. So that, that's my tip of the week. And uh, I don't know what I call mine blog tip or what you want to call it. No. Yeah. So the next thing I know, I mean, it's, it's, it's 4th of July weekend. Do you, do you have plans this weekend? We do. We're going over to a friend. But here's what drives me nuts about the fireworks is those people that have pets. And in our particular neighborhood, there's one. I'm not going to say it because I, I did the F-bomb yesterday, last week, so I'm going to be nuts. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. But they invariably will put them off the week before every single night about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, just when you're getting ready to go to sleep. And the dogs freak out. And now you've got all night at the dog canteen. We have a dog that's just neurotic when it comes to this. And then they do it a week after. Fourth of July is one day. It doesn't need to be for two weeks long, people setting off fireworks. And on top of that, we're in the state of California where we have high, high fire. And they still set them off. It astounds me. And then a fire gets started and then everybody's going, oh, what happened? I didn't expect it to get out of control. There are fireworks. And guess what? In California, they're illegal. You're not supposed to have them for a reason. So when you burn down the neighborhood, who do you have to blame yourself? But you know what? So the way I see it, fireworks, 
great time to enjoy family and so forth. And let's do it. And I hate it because you just went, you just flipped out again. Are you still there? Yep. All right, I'm still here. Can you hear okay, me? There we are. Can you hear me now? Now I got you. you now I got you. <laughs> okay. 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 Verizon salesman. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about fireworks, all right, and the idea behind Fourth. Like, like tonight, we're going up to uh, to Craig and Natasha's house here for a party. Um, nice. Tomorrow night is one of the top ten in our neighborhood. Like, like literally three miles south of us is one of the top ten fireworks shows in the nation. All right, and we probably won't drive down. We may walk down to McDonald's and watch it from a parking lot. But we're not going to drive our car anywhere because our neighborhood is a locked up joint with traffic getting in and out of it. All right. Is because it is. It's one of the top 10 in the country. But I was looking at fireworks and I know some people are out there. And I see people who are going, well, no, we should not have fireworks anymore. Um, I'm going to disagree with that. Yeah, I think we should have fireworks and I think we should have parties. Um, we should probably just be a little more responsible. If you have a pet or you have someone who can't handle it. Headphones, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You know, you know it's coming. All right. And if it's set to be out in a certain time of year, which I think in Texas, the fireworks stores are only open like before the fourth of July and before New Year's. That's it. It's the only two times that it's legal to shoot fireworks in Texas personally. Other than that, all right, it's illegal. Just like that. We need to follow the laws for our our, our zone. So basically, we have a certain set of time that they are allowed. That way, those people who can't take them can go do something. They can go hide. They can go, I mean, because there are people that it's a serious problem. But I would not want to take any of yeah. their freedoms away, so they should not want to take my freedom away because of one thing that bothers them. Go hide. I have things that bother me in this world, and guess what? Uh, you know what I mean? When it bothers me, I just don't go hang out there. Yeah. All right? I agree. I love the fireworks and I love seeing the fireworks. And, and I know the year last year, they didn't have them because of COVID and this year they're having them. And in our area, they have what's called tarantula Hill and they, they soak the Hill for almost a week or so. So that way they don't have any fires. They have, you know, you know all of the protective fire department there. And so forth. if anybody issues, you get to watch this fantastic Fireworks display, it's almost like 24 to 30 minutes long, and it's delicious. And so there's really no reason, I think, for people to set up fireworks because we have this free opportunity that taxpayer dollars are paying for. Why not enjoy that instead of seeing stuff off in the neighborhood and pissing people off? Yeah. Now, I was part of an HOA uh, when we lived down in the lake where the HOA put them on every year, but they shot them off in the middle of the lake. Little different in the middle of the lake. All of us on the lake can see it. All right, and where it falls, it's water. Very nice. I like. Yeah. That's a good yeah. Idea. The smart thing here is the the air the, the show that we have it here next to the house is on an airfield. So basically, they shut the airport down. All right, and they shoot them off the air uh, on the airport um, on the landing runway. So the airport shut down after they do a they do a fancy like old time um, old time plane show before, then they shut nice. that down. They set the runway up for the fireworks, 
And then when the fireworks are done, they pull it off. And two and a half, three hours later, they'll open the runway back up. And I was there one year uh, with a friend who had a, had a hangar there. And we sat on the runway watching it. And then we were walking back to his, um, uh, back to, to his, whatever you want to call uh hangar. And a guy's pulling his plane out to go out. And like, everybody's like, dude, You've got people all around, and you're pulling this two, this double prop paint plane with flopping things around hundreds of people, and the runway is not going to be open for another couple hours. Why are you even trying to pull out, dude? <laughs> anyway. Sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes people do things, and I just sit there and shake my head and go, "I don't get it." I don't know if anybody's not yeah. home or what, but I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really know why he wanted to take his plane out. Can I tell you, Katrina? Yeah. It was these three. It was these three cute-looking blondes who wanted who wanted to want he wanted to take up and show him he was a pilot in his plane. Got it. He wanted to impress them. I get it. Yeah. Got it. Always about the women, right? <laughs> it's always about the women. Got to impress. Yep. Got to impress them. Well, see, I had a, I just had a podcast, all right, and all I said was, "Hey, Katrina, want to be on my podcast?" And see, it attracted you. Here I am, folks. Here I am. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> just because he did that, the thing is, is he also told me we just got to do it, and we just started planning it, like he said before. You just got to do it. Oh. I know, and we we're I'm determined we're having fun doing this. So um, anyway, the subject, and I just went. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take on our last subject of the day. All right, and this is one that you had out for this week on social media. Yeah, you know, this is what I really struggle with, and I'm sure a lot of business owners struggle with too, because we go to seminars and so forth, and we're always told you got to. Put your stuff out on social media. You got to do your blog. You got to do podcasts. You got to do this. You got to do that. And you got to interact with everybody and so on and so forth. And when you have a minute amount of time in the day, it makes it really difficult to do. And on top of that, you kind of go down this rabbit hole where I'll find I'll start looking on social media and I'll see Tim stuff. And then I start to go down that rabbit hole. And then I'll go over here and see somebody else's stuff and start to go down that rabbit hole. And then before I know it, four or five hours later, nothing's been done. All I've done is gone down a very deep rabbit hole for nothing. Mm -hmm. It, be, it can mean, become a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, social media can become a waste of time. I try to use it efficiently. For instance, right now, um, you know, I mean, I, I host a virtual event every month. And I'm always looking for speakers, but I always want to get fresh people in, right? I want to build my list of fresh speakers. So I don't have the same two people, all the same people all the time. So I am always now going, now I'm going into use social media to get people to respond who are speakers to start interviewing them, to find out who I like and don't like. So last night I posted in a speakers, authors, coaches group that I'm part of and said, hey, I'm looking for speakers about online marketing, all right, to share at my virtual event. If you know somebody or you're interested, please reach out. All right. Now, not probably not going to book any of them for this July event. I'm probably going to be August or later. But I'm starting to interview it because that's how I'm using social media. Going, guess what? I know speakers who are always looking for speaking gigs or who are new 
and and they're starting out. And I'm like, what is it that you you know want? And I, I give them an opportunity, and that's what I, I I'm trying to do by using social media to get that. Which is a great opportunity to do that. And, and social media is great for businesses. It's great for trying to get leads. It's a great opportunity to educate your audience and, and let them know what you can do and tips and value. I mean, there's so many things you can do, but that's, I think the biggest point is it's very overwhelming. So you almost, you almost have to have this strategy and a plan, not almost, but you do. You have to have something in place so you know what you're going to be putting out, what it is you're going to try to impress upon your audience. It, there has to be a plan in place that a lot of us don't do, including myself. And that's something that we're working on because as business owners, we're almost the last ones to do that. So if you don't have, if, if it's hard for you to do, then hire somebody. I mean, Judy Fritz was on earlier and she's got a VA service and she does a lot of that too. So find a VA or even find somebody out there that's cheap enough, a, a college student or whatever, but you have to have a plan. You have to have some type of strategy as to a theme, what you're trying to do, the value, whatever the case may be, there has to be a plan in place. Yeah. You know, I, I, this is part of what we teach in, 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 on, on, in our business, the simple, easy branding process of actually having intention and having a plan behind everything you do. You know what I mean? And that's what the branding process was all about. All right. When you do the same thing with a purpose in mind, you can create the brand. And that was yeah. why we created that program. And it was, it was about having intention and having direction in everything you do that builds your brand. Uh, as opposed to everybody th thinks branding and they think, well, you're teaching people to make logos. No, ours was about the actions you take to create your brand. Um, yeah. And that was exactly it. When I get on social media, I have a purpose. And yes, I have gotten caught up in the, you know, in the, in the, the, the subject line going on and on. Um, I made a comment on somebody's this morning where he talked about like whatever the new Facebook um, thing on dealing with people who are extreme groups or whatever. And I made a comment on oh, to, yeah. to, which, to which other people commented on it. And I voiced my opinion, but I did it in a way that it was neutral, but it made it look like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so the extremists are telling us about extremist groups, right? <laughs> uh, which it's going to light some fires with people, but uh, some, but you know, but some people are going to be like, yeah, uh, oh, uh, so you're calling so and so an extremist? I'm like, everybody's an extremist, dude. To a certain degree, we are. I, I mean, we go from one extreme to another, right? So yep. to a certain degree, we all are. It just depends on the topic and how much we are attached to that topic. Thank you for the shout out, Katrina. Yep, our social media team is on it, Judy Fritz. So, <laughs> now, Judy Fritz needs to be on my podcast, but she hasn't yet. No, see, she—that's it. When you're a worker bee like the rest of us, and when I say worker bee, we're not coaches. We're the ones doing the work. Yeah. We're we're also the ones like the cobbler where our shoes are the last ones to be fixed and everything else. Cause we're so busy working on our client stuff. So but, that's I mean, why you I, hire. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I always tell people they need to be on my podcast. You've been on my podcast. So my old, my other podcast, which is the Tim Gillette show, which I let almost anybody apply to be on Tim Gillette.com slash podcast interview. And you can be on the show. Yep. I had to throw in that. 
It's oh. a good opportunity, guys, to get leads and so forth. And then you also, also too, when you're on podcasts, you want to pass it on to your audience as well. Because you want to get more people looking at it. And you want to get more people out there doing it. So don't just count on, like, Tim, who is the one who's doing it this way. <laughs> Tim, yeah. who's the one who's managing all this. Doesn't mean you leave it up to him to do all the advertising. you got to do it, too. Just like in speaking gig. I'm sure Tony Caruso will say you've got to speak gig and so forth and you're part of the speakers you can send it to your group as well don't expect everybody to advertise it for you you want your audience there you got to tell them i think i'm i think i'm doing this right hold on a second judy go there <laughs> if you want to be on my podcast there's only one way to do it go to that address and apply I, I, yes. That's the only way to be on my podcast. I was actually setting up with Jackie Absolutely. Lappin. Do you know Jackie? Yeah. All right. I was, I was going back and forth this morning with Jackie Lappin saying, this is what I need to do. And she's like, well, what's the best way? Send everyone right here. All right. I yeah. set up a process yeah. that I don't have to touch it, which is uh, we'll cover that in future weeks. Automate. Anything you can automate, automate. So, so true. Anyway. That's what I'm Automation, automation. Yep, yep. So, well, as we close our week down, all right, uh, Katrina, what is it that, that people can connect with you on and what is it you can do to help them? Well, listen, guys, we can help you build your list, grow your business, and make more money via your website. And you can get us at kgwebsitedesigns.com. And the thing is, is just remember that your website is, shouldn't be a, a, a paperweight online for people to just go to and go, okay, whatever. Give them the value on your website. And Tim, what can they do to get involved with you? And what is it you do? I host an event called Simple Easy Events. Basically, the idea is, is helping you put a simple, easy path from them not knowing you to them knowing you and buying from you. Using. Websites, podcasts, blogs, live stream videos, sales funnels, email list. Our yep. July 10th event is going to be about our July 10th event, which is our next one we have at the recording of this podcast, is about using email to build your business. So, uh, and we do it every month. We help people with online marketing and help them understand the concept of what makes that customer look at your stuff and buy not what makes it simple for you to set up. No, what makes it simple and easy for your customer to find it and take action and become a client. Yes. So. yes. Perfect. Perfect. So you've yeah. got two resources here, folks. Utilize and that, and by next week, we'll actually have something down. If you want a consultation with us, both we'll do that up. All right. In the coming weeks, we'll have it. Uh, we'll have the podcast up and the audio. So we'll have the address for you guys to, to actually, uh, subscribe there as well as we'll be building a freebie to give away for those people who want to take it to the next level with both Katrina and I, because let's face it, uh, you know, we have something very similar that works hand in hand to help you guys. We're working on packages with, with some other people that we wanted to put together. Uh, and we'll still, someday it still may happen where we do something, get, uh, get your podcast, get your website, get your blog content all up at one shot. Agree. Yeah. So, in the meantime, all right, uh, it's been a fun week, all right? Even though Katrina had to do it by phone, I guess you phoned it in, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We figured it out. See, folks, you can figure it out. Not always perfect, but we figured it out. Yeah, yeah. So um, be sure to join us every Friday, uh, noon, uh, yeah, noon central time. Um, what's that? 10 a.m. your 10 time? 10 a.m. Pacific time. All right. 10 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode. All right. Well, we will actually cover the news of the week, the topics of the week, and uh, giving you some tips every week. So come see us next week. Uh, Tim, I'm Tim Gillette with uh, Simple Easy Marketing. And I'm Katrina and Garcia with KG Design. And have a All great 4th right. of July. Have a, yes. Have a great 4th of July. We will see you guys next week. Bye.